Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. I was talking to my friend Amy Parkman and first of all, she's a complete hoot. So everything that I say will be so readily apparent of how funny she is. But we were talking about how she had read an article or something, maybe it was an email, she couldn't remember, but it was something like five things that God loves from the scriptures. And some of them were pretty obvious. God loves a cheerful giver. Yep, we know about that. But she included one and she said, this one completely rocked me because it said, God loves Zion's gates. And she said, that's so odd. It's so tangible. It's kind of like saying, God loves the red oak. Like, what does that even mean? Why is that included in this list of additional things that are much less tangible? (laughs) So it was such a fascinating question. And what I loved about it is I have studied Nehemiah. I have a book about Nehemiah, The Prince Protects His City. And it's amazing. But one of the things that had struck me when I was writing that book was how Nehemiah lovingly lists the names, the 12 names of the gates around the city. And as I reflected on that, it was like, yeah, because if you have a wall, I mean, obviously, if you have no wall, you have no protection. You're just... (laughs) It's like kind of like having no walls of your house, like you're just exposed. But if you have walls, that's good. But walls without gates, is, that's a very permeable uh, facility. It's, a very, it's very permeable. It's not safe yet. But when you get the gates installed, now you actually have a way of closing off your city to the enemy that might be trying to come in. So you have the additional protection, which is excellent. So that sense of, of course, God loves the gates because he likes being able to shut in his beloved and keep out the ones that should not be there. Well, then once you have the gates open, there's no enemies in sight. The beautiful thing about a gate is that this allows people to enter. (laughs) They come in with their goods and with their gifts and they come in eager expectation and the hope for a better future. And so they enter into the city where they're welcomed and there's relationship and commerce. And so the gates are so lovely that of course he's going to love them because more people are coming in. But then as Amy Parkman pointed out, oh, but once people have what they need in the city, then they go out back through the gates because they're bringing back out the things that they carry now. So if they came in with goods, maybe they leave with money. Anyway, or they leave with other goods. But there's this exchange that happens. Like people come in, people go out. And that sense of both, so there's the protective side, but there's also the engagement side that is so exciting. And so... Yeah, Jesus, I just am thankful. (laughs) I thank you that to say God loves Zion's gates, that it's not just that it's not as silly or unexpected as saying God loves the red oak, though, of course, you made red oaks and I'm sure you love them too, but not in the same way. So Lord, in the way that your city is a protected city, in the way that your city has gates where uh, you are able to close them, Lord, as you have asked certain people to be gatekeepers, to make sure that the gates are closed when they need to be closed and open when they need to be open, as you welcome people to enter in and as you send people out, Lord, we're thankful for the ways that your kingdom is a protected kingdom, that it has purpose and direction, that it isn't something where you just come in from any place and you can leave from any place, but there there are set 
um, entrances and exits. So yeah, Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen.